0: Hey friends, before we kick off this really heartfelt episode of Imagineer Podcast, I wanted to share some exciting news, which is about our newest sponsor, WDW Magazine, the premier magazine focused on Walt Disney World. I'm not only a subscriber to their print and digital editions, but I am also a contributor. Starting this month, you can find my articles in WDW Magazine. That's of July 2021. So if you have even this month's issue, you're going to see my article in there. I can't wait for you all to read it. Definitely check them out. You can subscribe to WDW Magazine by clicking on the link in the podcast description below or by heading to ImagineerPodcast.com and you can find a link there. Thanks so much to WDW Magazine for sponsoring the show and for being such great partners. And with that, let's kick off Imagineer Podcast episode 108. And welcome to The Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to episode 108 of The Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to kick off a two-part discussion about the Disney feels, In particular, we're going to count down our favorite moments or our favorite things at the Disney parks that bring us the most joy. And I'm talking about moments that bring chills down our spine or tears to our eyes, tears of joy down our faces. Those moments where we feel like we're home or where we feel like the magic is truly surrounding us. It's a moment that I'm sure a lot of you listening are very familiar with that probably occurs many times on your Disney vacation. And so in today's episode, we're going to count down some of our favorites. Discussion was so lengthy because there are so many things to choose from that this is a two-part discussion. And my guests on the show are from the Beyond the Mouse podcast. I was lucky enough to be a guest on their show twice now and wanted to, of course, return the favor and invite them to be guests on Imagine Your Podcast. I will introduce the The hosts of Beyond the Mouse in just a couple of minutes. And I really do hope you enjoy what I thought was such a fun and emotional conversation about Disney. At the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer podcast. the great thing's about going to disney is the emotional response that we get when we visit the parks when we arrive at the hotel when we even leave Disney or take that, as we call, Tragical Express back to the airport or drop off your rental car or just leave and drive outside of property. It can be, of course, a sad ending to the trip. But in this episode, we're going to focus on the positives and talk about all the Disney feels that we get or the parts of our Disney vacation that make us cry tears of joy or give us chills down our spine, give us all those wonderful butterflies in our stomach that we love about our Disney trips. And to do so, I thought I would bring on some guests who have been kind enough to bring me onto their show on multiple occasions, and I thought it worth returning the favor because they're also amazing Disney people to talk to. And those guests are Craig, Brett, and Vanessa from the Beyond the Mouse podcast. So welcome to the show. Thanks so much thank for you. having us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
0: thank it's, you. It's a pleasure. Uh, we I've been on your show twice now. Once was to talk about what gets us into the the Halloween spirit at Walt Disney World, which was a lot of fun. And the second time was to go through a sort of March Madness style bracket of the best Disney park attractions, which was exhausting, uh, emotionally exhausting but also a lot of fun. So I I had a blast on those episodes. And anyone who has not listened to beyond the mouse, first of all, your guests that you get, I'm blown away. Uh, I'm always asking myself how on earth do they get these guests on their show? Um, And beyond that, the topics are just so enjoyable. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to post the links, but um, I guess to just, tease out or introduce those who are not aware of Beyond the Mouse. Uh, Talk a little bit about your show before we dive into this topic.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for letting us uh, do that. You know, first of all, they, these two make fun of me because I always know our episode numbers. And Matthew, you were joined, you joined us on episode 76 for the Halloween episode, and then also on 96 for that WDW attractions bracket show. And that was so much fun. But, you know, Beyond the Mouse actually started uh, off of what we have as a whole network of podcasts that focus on pop culture and also on movies that I started about six years ago now. And uh, we, decided I loved Disney so much that I wanted to start doing a Disney show and for about the first 13 episodes I was bereft I was lost I didn't know what I was doing and then luckily on episode 13 Brett and Vanessa joined me for a film discussion of Moana and from there uh, you know everything else is history we've been doing lots of different episodes together we are on right around uh, episode 110 by the time that this will come out and we're just so excited to be able to talk disney and to talk the parks and like you said have these opportunities to interview some incredible guests uh, we get blown away you know every time we get that email back that says yes we'll do your show uh, <laughs> it's just incredible and so a couple of the guests that we've had on recently we've spoken to anthony daniels who of course is c3po um, we've also talked to Evangeline Lilly lily this year And I'd really recommend uh, people to check out our discussion of A Goofy Movie, which was our episode 100. And we actually talked to the director of A Goofy Movie, Kevin Lima. We also talked to Goofy himself, Bill Farmer, and to Max, who's Jason Marsden. And that was just a really fun discussion amongst the three of them and being able to join in. So, yeah, come and check out Beyond the Mouse. I'm really glad to be on your show because, Matthew, I gotta say, you're one of those content creators in the Disney community that I absolutely love every Saturday morning, checking out the feed, getting that new episode, because you put so much time and effort and love into your show, and it's just wonderful. It's great to have someone that you can uh, really make sure that you're trying to live up to when you are producing these types of shows, and that's what you are in my mind, because you put out so much great content, and I can just compliment you all day long if (laughs) we wanted to, but I know that you want to get on to the episode, Uh, but truly, we're very happy to be here and just really grateful for the opportunity.
0: Well, that's extremely kind, and uh, the feeling is mutual. I, I certainly have a lot of uh, a lot that I look up to with your podcast as well. And uh, it's great that we we continue to have these discussions together. Um, but I, I I'm blown away by the guests that you get. The topics you have are great. and um, yeah, i'm gonna I'm gonna post the links to your show in the notes below. Of course, we're here to talk about, as I mentioned, those moments at Disney where we feel those tears of joy just rolling down our faces or we get those chills down our spine or just that really happy feeling throughout our entire body. um, As we are going through the parks or at any part of our vacation, as I always say to my guests and to those listening, we did not share these answers with each other ahead of time. So I'm going to be really curious to see where we overlap. I'm sure some of the listeners are going to be applauding or You know, at at our our answers and saying yes, I feel the same way. Or they're saying, how can you miss? How could you have missed this thing that makes me so happy? But either way, it's just a lot of fun. And I do let my guests go first. And there's three of you. Uh, I will let ladies go first. Um, So Vanessa, you can take this wherever you want, and (laughs) let me know what your that's you. Let me know what your first choice is for the that thing at Disney that that gives you those Disney feels.
1: Okay. So, um, since you said, uh, that we could include anything Disney, including Disney cruises, yes. I, I don't want Craig to take this answer. I know Brett can't cause he's never been on a Disney cruise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to mention that. Uh, but one thing that always gives me chills, whether I'm watching it on a video or I'm there live listening to it is when the Disney cruise ship, um, sets sail and to mark that it's, uh, setting sail, of course they have the, uh the the party and the characters come out and and that can be quite emotional itself but when they say okay we're we're like we're like really doing it now but in like a much better disney way they play the um the 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 horn plays a song and i and the ones i've been on the ones i've heard has always been when you wish upon a star so it always sounds like And then you so subtly feel the ship, uh, the the ship start to shift forward. And you're like, it's happening. It's happening. And then you're crying and Mickey's there. And it's just, oh, it's magical. Right, Brett? Oh, sorry, not Brett. Right, Craig?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's so, so magical. That's such a great place to start off because it really is like the introduction to this cruise is going to be like no other. And you get to just experience Disney for the next four days, seven days, whatever the length of the cruise is. It's just so great
0: brett don't feel bad. i have not been on a disney cruise either thank
3: you for that support i mean i guess we're we're getting introduced you're getting introduced to the beyond the mouse banter here (laughs) but honestly we do love each other i
0: know you do i I know you do sorry brett
3: (laughs) wait till we get to disneyland and and craig
1: (laughs) i know i love that too
0: (laughs) i i enjoy the beyond the mouse banter um yeah, I I you know although I haven't been on a, a cruise I or a Disney cruise I can definitely even watching the videos because I've of course watched the videos of that it's I can see how that would be something that would bring those those the that moment of uh you know oh my gosh this my vacation is starting it's uh it's I can see that being a very common feeling that probably everybody listening who's been on a Disney cruise has had those same emotions. You're setting sail, you're stepping away from land and your your vacation is really beginning and no other cruise ship starts... Uh, uh, a vacation like that.
1: No, and actually, I've been on other cruises, and um, because when you're in port, you're often next to other cruise lines. And I, I have cried for sad reasons when I'm on a non-Disney cruise ship, and you hear that horn, and you're like, <laughs> "I'm on the, I'm on the bad ship. This is the boring ship." It, it is. I, I really think I don't think I'll be able to do any other cruise ship other than Disney at this point because it is is truly. So much fun for adults, for kids. It's just so much better than any other cruise ship I've ever been on. So there and you go. And with the
0: Disney wish, it's going to be even better.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's slide into the kids section. I'm yes. jealous. I wish I was I'm a I'm
2: breaking kid. in. I'm breaking into that section. I'm <laughs> just no, going go to go for use it.
1: The, the, what do they say? The magical entrance called a door. That's what you get to use. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so magical. Every home has one. Um I yeah uh, that's a great answer though Vanessa I think it's a great way to start your vacation. Um, let's I'm, I'm debating who to go to next. I'm just going to do alphabetical order because that's very simple to do. So Brett, I'm going to go to you next. What was the first thing on your list? Either your number one or the first one you want to go to, um, or your last one. However, whatever order you want to go in for okay. what brings you those uh, well, I'm, feels. I'm going to go with kind of a guaranteed, and then we'll just kind of
3: see. Okay, okay. Let me set the scene. Okay, so you're at Disneyland, and you've made it onto Main Street, and you're waiting for Rope Drop. Now, there are so many different ways to do that now. Um, you know, you can go to, uh, you can go to Batuu. You can go to uh, well. There's lots of different options, but anyway. But for me, it would be Batu, which actually I forgot about um, the last time. And so Batu, or you can go to Fantasyland and um, Peter Pan's Flight, or and this is the one, and, and going waiting for rope drop and going to Indiana Jones Adventure and yeah. journeying with all of our other friends who are walking. What is it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Disneyland. Place where dreams come true. All of us in the Magic Kingdom are delighted to have you as our guest today. Whether this is your first visit or your 100th, we welcome you to join our Disney family. Now it's time to begin your journey of fantasy and wonder in our many lands. For your safety and for those around you, we ask that you walk to your next destination. We hope that today you'll be making memories that will last a lifetime you and may you enjoy your day in this magical place called Disneyland. Well, anyway, you walk Fast. Um, you don't run. <laughs> um, or you will I don't know be admonished. You will be admonished by by <laughs> cast members. And I'm Let's like, going, not the way to start the day. I am following the rules. But yes, and then Indiana Jones, which is just wonderful. That's my first one, you know. I'm like going so much more to follow. I'm so excited for this. Ten chills. Oh, and thrills and tears and all that. Yep. But Ten that's chills, my first
0: thrills, one. Chills. That's a good when one. We were
1: uh, we called it the unofficial Disney marathon because people are, I got, I got passed by someone very tall with very long legs.
0: Yes. Were there the balloon yeah. ladies in the back making sure you, you stayed at a certain pace to get to your Ooh. attraction?
2: Ooh, no, no they, that's a no. good idea. That was just though. the balloon seller on main street. And what they, what you didn't know was they were pacing you and you were going to get booted out of the park if you didn't oh. make it in a certain amount of time, right?
1: Ah. That oh, all no. makes sense now. We make it there
0: in
2: time though. Yeah.
0: We do. <laughs> yeah, Rope Drop is actually something that didn't cross my mind. There's, you know, we're talking about, and it's not surprising, we're starting with our entryway into the vacation in, in one form or another. But Rope Drop actually escaped my mind. And then they always seem to time it with some sort of music. Or I used to love at Disney's Hollywood Studios when they would have the Streetmosphere characters come out and direct the movie that you are about to start, which is your day at the park. And they would play Hooray for Hollywood as you were entering into the park. I always loved that. Um yeah, each park has great. a great, a great start. But Disneyland's a good one. Um, Greg, going to you, are you going to start with the beginning of your vacation as well, or the beginning of your day, or what's the first thing you want to go to? On I think
2: list? what I need to start with is the beginning of the beginning. And you know, you can tell real true Disney fans because we get excited about the uh, smallest things that most people would just not necessarily care about too much. I love the act of booking the vacation because yes. it is just one of those things where you, you get to start planning in your mind. And, and there's so much, and a lot of this list goes around the the sensory overload that is a Disney vacation. And you get to uh, really experience it through all of your senses. And to me, booking that next vacation allows you to just automatically have all of those memories come back and you start to kind of like pre-think about what you're going to do. And now I actually have haven't been, uh, in the last year or so because of COVID. Um, and so this is a lot of the before times, uh, type of planning, but I would love booking those ADRs, uh, back when there were fast passes. If there are fast passes in the future, Loved looking at those two. I actually really enjoyed doing that, which I know is somewhat, um, terrifying for most people to think, <laughs> Oh, you're going to wake up at six in the morning and make sure you get that you get that Ohana reservation. But it was one of those things that was such a thrill to me because it allowed for like these mile markers to the vacation, little stepping stones to get you to where you need to go. And that's why I really enjoy helping out friends that are also planning their vacation because it allows you to kind of put yourself back in that mindset. And so to me, the vacation starts long before you actually get on that plane or arrive on a Disney property. It starts when you're sitting at your computer and you're thinking about, okay, when do I want to go next? And I just love that feeling.
0: I love that you said that. It's another thing. I was thinking as far back in the vacation as possible, but I didn't think that far back. And When I ask people on Instagram or anywhere on social media what their favorite or what they consider to be the beginning of their vacation, they often will say when they book the trip, even if it is like six months, nine months, a year out, they consider that to be the start of their vacation. I enjoy booking it too. I had to recently get up at The crack of dawn, and they've pushed up the ADRs. So I was up at 5 30 Eastern time, which for you all would have been 4 30 in Central time to book those reservations. And it is very exciting. And you get that, those jitters and that, uh, that's adrenaline of booking and making sure you get everything that you want, the fast passes and you strategize what you start with. And, you know, you start with the one that you know that you're going to have the hardest time getting and make sure you get that first, even if it's not the first one on the first day and then book around that. So I, I I can definitely see that too. Um, What
2: was that ADR for you? What was the must have? And did you get it? We're on the edge of our seats now. I
0: did. So there were two, they were both the same place, two different meals that I had been trying to get For a year and a half, and part of that or all of that, honestly, was because of COVID that I was unable to get that. But it's amazing I did get it, and then had to cancel the trip, and got it again, and had to cancel the trip. And this trip, I know I'm doing, uh, at least I hope so, and I'm I'm probably going to jinx myself. But the one I needed to do both meals was Topolinos breakfast and dinner, and I got both of them, so I'm very excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to report back. I have all this jealousy of seeing people enjoying breakfast there and saying how amazing it is and then hearing about the dinner and even New York transplants where we have amazing Italian food saying that the Italian food there is the best Italian food they've ever had. So it's a strong statement oh, wow. coming from a New Yorker. That is cool. Wow. And so I'm very excited to try the... the I've heard the rigatoni is the, the best thing to get there. So oh, I'm, we, have, we have literally... Noted. We have a, literally a make-from-scratch pasta place around here. So if it can be better than that, then I will agree that it's the best Italian food I've ever had. Wow. Sort <laughs> of, of going to Italy. Sort of going to Italy, I haven't had the chance to do yet. Um, But I'm also, since you all started with the theme of the beginning of your vacation, I'll also do this as well. I tend to go in very weird order sometimes and very odd, just detailed, just Craig to your point, detailed things that not everybody would think about. But there's one moment that is... So familiar to everybody who's ever gone to Disney, no matter how what way you've gotten to Disney, with some weird exceptions, um, is when you drive onto property and pass under the Walt Disney World sign. From the multiple entrances you can take, there's only one entrance I can think of where you, or sorry, two actually. There's two entrances that are kind of back ways to get into Walt Disney World that you won't go through those those signs. But most people are going to go on World Drive, on Epcot Center Drive, um, through uh, Lake Buena Vista, through the Disney Springs entrance, and through the hotel plaza that's over there, or through the Western Gate that's by Disney's Animal Kingdom and and Coronado Springs. And whether you're on Disney's Magical Express, um, as long as that's still around, where the bus drivers were literally turn off the TV or mute the TV to let you know you're about to enter and countdown and everybody cheers on the bus. Uh, or if you're driving in your car, even working there, driving onto property every day from off property, I still had that same joy, even going to work, um, driving onto property and uh, it never gets old. Um, and I feel like even you know when I was a local, I always had the same feeling and it's just the feeling of, of being home i think everybody can relate to driving on property you're in the gates of disney you've left the world behind you um and you're now at disney so for me that was uh sort of my entry point of feeling like i'm home is is going through that main gate into disney
2: You just get a, you get the opportunity to just kind of go into that bubble and that like, you know, uh, things just sort of melt away. That stress melts away. And and you sometimes have different types of stress, especially if you feel like you've overbooked yourself on a vacation, but you know, it's just, um, it, it truly is something that was like, I am here, I'm ready to go. Uh, and here we go. You know, what's really funny is that we arrived on magical express this last time. And when we pulled into our resort, um, there were two little, Kids that got off with us. And one of the older siblings said to the younger one, We're at Disney World now. And the, the, younger one didn't really realize that they were on property and that they were here, you know? And so I got to see that like magical moment of this maybe five, six year old child just realized that they really are at Disney now. And it just like, immediately was like, uh, you know, Oh my goodness. It was one of the best experiences that I've ever gotten to see from like people watching at Disney, because it's just like they were immediately jumping up and down and they were just so joyful. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's that feeling of being there. Right. Yeah. Right. It's very Yeah, true. and
1: like before the sign it's like, oh, boring green grass, but then <laughs> after the sign it's like Disney landscaping. It's so beautiful. I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah, it's a, a big shift even in a mindset.
0: <laughs> and the purple signs on property. Yeah. It's uh but, you don't but get you're purple now signs Yeah, I guess they're now blue. That's right.
3: Yeah. Well, the celebra the celebration begins even months early.
0: Yes. Yes, that's true. Happy 50th. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll go in, I guess the same order for this next round. And then I'll probably switch things up because it keeps it spicy and interesting, but, uh, or at least as, as spicy as and interesting as it can get. So, um, Vanessa, we'll go to you next. What would be the next thing on your list?
1: Well, I know there's going to be different variations of this particular moment, but for me and and Brett can attest to this, mine is not only... When you walk into the parks and you're walking down Main Street. But for me, what really gets me is when the Philharmonic Band is there and the balloons are waving you can hear the brass instruments playing and harmonizing together i mean i, I will like sniff out a harmonic band brett can attest i dragged him yes. all over to disneyland i'm like Gosh. there's music brett we gotta go and so uh yeah i whenever they're they are there and they're they're red outfits and the music is playing and the last time I don't know if this was in Disneyland or if when I was in Disney World, but there was like this young girl dancing in front of the band and I was just like this is what it's all about folks like kids are not worried about who's looking at them they're dancing to the music the parents the families having a good time, that is my perfect moment on Main Street for me that just gives me all those good Disney feelings.
0: Good answer and especially because the live aspect you can really only get there. You can watch videos, but there's something about that live music that yes. even in a video, you don't get that same feeling as when you're physically there. You can you can listen to the, the Main Street music loop at home and it sounds just like the real thing, but you don't get that the the little intricacies of of a live performance even watching it on a video that you would there. And there is stuff with something about that main streets music, including hearing the Dapper dance too, as you're, yes. as you're walking down the street. Um, I and that actually made me think of another answer I didn't have on my list. But yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, as you I know, try to it, go through every possible thing in my head and I always miss something. But what's yeah. great
2: what's great about it too is that it's everywhere. And you don't really realize that until you're in it. And um, that's what like that's what sets Disney apart to me from so many other different attractions, theme parks, whatever. We have uh, multiple six flags around here and not to try to compare the two at all, but (laughs) it's that music that it's like you're missing that. You're missing that like envelopment of sound and uh, they set up the theme so well and you've done episodes about theming in the different attractions and different areas and how the music changes and that really changes your perception of where you're at. I love listening to like the the Pandora uh, world the entrance music um, and the music loops because it's like such a stress reducer as well. I mean, it's just wonderful. So the music is such an important part of the parks.
0: Music is a big theme on my lists. You're going to find it's all, it all ties back to music. For the most parts, there's always something involving music.
3: <laughs> I like that. ah yes ooh teaser
0: mm. with with the exception I guess of the with the welcome sign. Although if you are listening to Disney music while you're going through, or if you're, <laughs> or if you're old school, um, my family and I used to drive down to Disney, and this was back in the early '90s they would have the AM radio station. And so you could be listening to oh, the AM wow. radio station wow. about what's yes. happening at Disney. <laughs> this was before iPhones, kids. The, uh, the AM radio station would tell you what the park hours were for the day because you couldn't look it up online and um, you know what? what the, you didn't have dial up in your car for AOL. Um, so the AM radio station would tell you what the hours were for the day. And it was hosted by Jack Wagner too. who was the voice of the monorail and the, oh, wow. the, the, the original voice of Walt Disney World and Disneyland.
1: Welcome to the Walt Disney World Vacation Complex, including Epcot Center and the Magic Kingdom. Today, Epcot Center is open from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. The Magic Kingdom is open from 9 a.m. to 12 midnight. If you're going to a Walt Disney World Resort Hotel, please follow the signs or use the two far right-hand lanes at the Magic Kingdom or Epcot Center Auto.
0: plaza. So anyway, host, that's, uh, music is going to be a big theme anyway. Um, Brett, I'll, I'll follow the same order for this one. So Brett, what is the, the next one on your list?
3: Well, I think, you know, I've gone, I, I my experiences go from, I think kind of more, uh, you uni- I don't want to say the universe. Mm, you could say universal, universal is a
0: word, <laughs> yes, it's a word,
3: but you know, what, 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 yeah. When Craig was talking about that six, Place I'm like going <laughs> who are you man but anyway but anyway, okay so we're talking Disney so it's this experience that everyone has how's that I think and I experienced this the last time that I went um, in February um, this year so after you know our little drought of Disney experiences when I walked into my room for the first time in and I was going to a different resort this time I was staying at um, at Pop Century so it was a new experience I like. And, Pop yeah. And anyway, yeah. So we can we can give you the 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 pros, well all pros about staying at pop century, but especially the skyliner. But anyway, yes. I've walk in the moment that you walk into your resort. When you walk into your home for the next amount of days, whatever it was, and I had never been there before, and it just—it was—I got chills. I get residual chills right now when I'm thinking about it. Just walking in, and it was—it was, it was just—it was orange and bright, and the TV was huge, and I knew that I was going to be there for. Well, for nine days actually <laughs> it was that's a, a long. great trip it was a great trip. but anyway so uh but yeah so that feeling and I think we all get that feeling you know the first time I walked into my room at Animal Kingdom Lodge and all of it so anywhere you go that first moment when your vacation starts since we've been talking about that for a little bit but walking in to my room for the next walking into my home at Disney
0: ah oh, I- it. I absolutely agree. It was something that was on my list too. And not just your personal Disney resort, but any Disney resort. Because for the rest of the trip, even if I were to go to Topolino's at at Disney's VR Resort, even if I wasn't staying there or if I walked into Animal Kingdom Lodge and wasn't staying there, it gives you such a even the mat that's outside the door that says welcome home and you walk inside and those those doors open those automatic doors open you get especially in the summer that that burst of cold air conditioning that in itself is a relief um and then the music that the tranquil music or pop century actually has some pretty upbeat music but the uh the music of the resort you get that resort smell for the first time each resort has a slightly different smell Uh, So every experience is a little unique, even if you go to multiple resorts on your vacation. So I 100% agree Um, walking, but especially into your Disney, into your Disney home, your room for the day or for the, for the vacation is always a great experience definitely brings tears to my eyes.
3: Oh, residual chills. That's residual
0: chills. Thing. I, yes. you, I, I get residual chills too. Um, for a lot of these things on my lists, especially because they involve, like I said, music. Um, but before I get to any, anything on my list, uh, we'll, we'll round out the second round with Craig. Um, well, I guess I round out the second round, but before me, Greg, what's the second one on your list?
2: Well, uh, I have to tell you that um, my co-host will tell you that I am known to bend the rules a little bit. They wouldn't even say cheat uh, is, uh, that's not a word I would use but that's probably a word they might use. So I do have, I wanted to uh, maybe potentially borrow from your list and music in particular and there are two pieces of music that really get to me more than anything else and Vanessa's already shaking her head because I'm, I'm saying two, two different things. But who are you, Brett? There are <laughs> There are uh there are just of course wait. we've already talked about like the music that's everywhere, but there are two particular pieces of music that just get me. Um, and the first is Fantasmic. when you hear that bomb, bum, 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 bum. bum. <laughs> Like, you know, it's just like so powerful and it just immediately puts you into that perspective and into that place. Um, and then the second one is the uh, theme for Soren. It's, it's so uh, magnificent in its uh, just a splendor, and you you automatically get to go right into that attraction. And so I wanted to mention because I think that Jerry Goldsmith gets a lot of credit for Soren, but I did not know the composer for Fantasmic, and uh, but I wanted to make sure that that name gets out there. And that's Bruce Healey who uh, did Fantasmic, and and just both pieces of music instantly cheer me up, even if I'm at home, wherever I'm at, uh, they. Really hit me in the feels pretty hard.
0: Now I have to ask great answers, by the way. Um, and I agree. Does the soaring over California or soaring around the world soundtrack give you more of the feels yeah, over How California?
1: You, feel? you, you like the California one? Is it just I like do. being there?
2: i'm gonna get you vanessa one of these days i'm gonna take a surprise trip to disneyland and tell none of them that i'm going and i'm just going to start uh, i'm just going to start rubbing it in when i'm there but i uh soaring over california to me is sort of because that was my entry point into disney um it was one of the first trips that i made as an adult because that's the thing is i have not been going to the parks all that often uh and all that long um so this really had an impact from me from the very outset of being able to go as an adult uh, of course I went as a child but and a couple of times but it was really the impact started about eight years ago or so when I started going as an adult and um, that was one of those experiences that I had right away was going on Soren and it stayed with me all throughout
0: yeah the Jerry Goldsmith score is is gorgeous the one particular moment that gives me chills the most if it's visually um when you're flying over the orange groves uh it's towards the back end of the sort of like the middle back half of the of the score So that to me is the part that really gives me the most chills for some reason. But the whole thing is just a majestic, beautiful piece. Just great. Um, I love Ugh. that one. Oh, Soren. I um, so I obviously, as I said, music had, plays a big part. And Craig kind of stole one of my answers as well. But I'm gonna put a slight caveat because you didn't really. So the <laughs> um, I actually thought about putting Soren on my list, and it, it didn't make it onto the top. But the but Phantasmic did. And not specifically the beginning, I do love the beginning, but it's actually for me, the ends, that is the part that really gives me the chills um, with a part I'm, I'm getting residual chills now just thinking about it as I was talking about it. Um, but the part where Mickey appears in Sorcerer Mickey costume at the top, the very top of the mountain and starts setting off the fireworks and then concludes with some imagination, huh? And then vanishes... to me that whole sequence those last 90 seconds of phantasmic chills up my spine down my arms my whole body um, and serious just like welling up tears in my eyes it's just, it's something so amazing about seeing Mickey in magical form setting off fireworks to that beautiful score um, that just again to Brett's point a lot of things that we'll talk about will give me residual chills and that is one of them
2: for sure It just, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those nighttime shows that gets, um, maybe overlooked sometimes, uh, but phantasmic. And I know that I understand that the Disneyland half of this audience is going to say Disneyland is far superior, but even the Walt Disney world one, if you haven't checked it out for a while, I'd encourage you to go back and be able to watch that because it's just, uh, it's that piece of music and that story that goes along with it. It's just wonderful.
3: Because everyone loves Pocahontas. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) There was a little Disneyland diss there. Sorry. Just, just sorry. Just, just, yeah, just a little one. Just kidding. Ah. They, they, uh,
0: they they have, they have a, they have a great, um, a great, uh, great phantasmic. The only thing that's better about Hollywood studios, I will say, is the fact that you get to sit and have your own designated seat um, throughout the show. That would be good, yeah. Be good. Yeah. <laughs> that that part is that part is pretty good. It's not quite as cramped as, as New Orleans Square, Frontierland, Critter Country can get. So um, yeah, I'll 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 say that too. But anyway, um, we're gonna totally change the order for this next round. So let's go to you know I'll go to Brett next. Brett, what is Ooh. your third on your list?
3: Uh, well, I'm kind of working from uh, global to specific. Okay. So I'm, I'm, you know, experiences that we all have the opportunity to continue to have usually. And then as time goes on, because I didn't really know exactly how specific we were going to get, I'm going oh, to go into very specific. Very specific. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm ready for very specific and you will see that. But my next, my next um, chill experience was, in fact, the first time writing Rise of the Resistance at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, okay, you know, I will watch the YouTube, you know, because I'm like, like, when something is new, I want to see it. But specifically with Rise of the Resistance, when you experience it, It is on such another level that, you know, you can, you, you can watch the, you can, well, I suggest watching it and then, and then experiencing it and you'll experience it a whole new level and you'll come out with your jaw dropped. Oh, residual chills every single time. I'm like going, (laughs) it happened again. So anyway, so yeah, rise of the resistance from the queue from, you know, well, the, the chills start when you get, you get your, your, um, your boarding Yes. at seven o'clock in the morning, or if, you know, the one o'clock in the afternoon, that's where it starts. And it's kind of like, well, I'm ready for my day. And then the time finally comes around that you get to experience Rise of the Resistance. And from the queue, from the cast members who welcome you into this adventure, all the way through to the very end when your jaw you're picking your jaw up off of the floor is, you know, is just chills, Disney chills. Oh my gosh.
0: I will echo those sentiments for sure. It was another one that was on my list. I knew that there were gonna be a lot of overlaps because us Disney fans tend to relate to the same way, to the same things. And I agree with you, Brett. I also even, I went the week after it opened at Walt Disney World, literally five days later. So the first few days from the media preview on, I was watching all the YouTube videos. I didn't wanna miss a thing. And I still, to your point, my jaw was still on the floor, riding it for the first time. I still caught things that were new and there's there's always something different about experiencing it in person. You can't capture everything, all the feelings in a video, even the temperatures, the change in temperatures, the the smells, the um, the music and the way that it surrounds you when you're in the attraction. There's so many different little things, the way the lighting hits, like those things can't be captured perfectly in a video. So um and especially because video, typically, although unless you watch a three sixty video, you're you're looking one particular way in a very focused way. But you on an actual traction could look left and right and up and down, and so there's there's different things about it. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just on my list. I'll, I'll I'll piggyback on yours real quick. There are I do get chills throughout the whole thing as well. But for me the The couple of parts that that really do hit the mark for me and, and where my chills sort of uh, reach their peak are the the whole transition from the pre-show with Ray to the first order star destroyer.
3: There appear to be
2: a number of small craft heading our way. Raise the shield.
4: jump. They're all over us.
1: I'm hit. Stop. We lost red two. More incoming. Blue five taking evasive action. Try to shake them, blue. I'm trying, but
4: we lost blue five. I'm gonna try to draw them away.
3: Copy that. Get us clear so we can make the jump.
4: Be ready. You won't have much time. Where are all those tie fighters coming from? Little twiggie out there. One minute. Star destroyers. We're caught in the tractor beam, it's pulling us in. I'll go get some friends and make this a fair fight. Don't worry, I'll come back for you. Stay strong.
0: That whole sequence, the adrenaline rush and the way it makes you really feel like you just went onto another planet um, or went out into space, um, the way it all happens is, is chill worthy. So that that for me is sort of number one. Um, and then, number two, a similar similar thing is escaping the interrogation room um, and boarding your vehicle.
3: Okay, take this corridor to the turbo lift, then head down to this K-Pod base, the escape pod base. Those droids are programmed to return you to Batuu. Hurry
4: and don't get caught.
3: Lieutenant Beck will guide you. Recruits, for your safety, stay seated with seatbelts secured. Off the
0: the transport ends to that the, the adrenaline rush they give you, those last yes. numbers give you, is huge. So <laughs> I love those. I'm
3: people. going to live! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>
0: so the ride's beginning. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so I had to, I had to just jump on that only because you uh, sure you did, that's, you did. That's only fair. That's a list. Yeah. Um, but let's go with who should I go with next? Um... We'll go with Craig next uh, since I've always been having you go last. So Craig, what do you have next on your list?
2: Well, you know, I I talked about music, talked about booking uh, beforehand, and the next thing that I have to talk about is a little bit of experience uh, with being a dad and taking your son to Disney World. And so uh, we've only done one trip with our kiddo. He was almost three years old, so he was still free, which is why we did it. Um, And then we had a trip planned, of course, in 2020. Things changed uh, for the world, so we did not make that trip. But there's two stories in particular, and one... I might be um, kind of gravitating towards trying to steal your heart, Matthew, because there is uh, something about some of the rides that maybe don't get as long of a line, or they might not get as much respect as some of the others. But my son absolutely loved living with the land. And when he was (laughs) on that ride, uh, he, it was just like, I almost didn't see the ride because I was just looking at his face the whole time and him just looking around and seeing all the plants and then experiencing the Thunder and the lightning, and being a little bit scared by that. But then seeing the farm set and and being able to kind of see all of that through his eyes was just, it was just, you know, it just had tears in my eyes by the time I was out of it. And so definitely brought tears of joy to me.
3: Welcome to a voyage of discovery
2: and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of living with the land. And then the second thing, uh, and this is something I've shared on our show, and so I know my co-host had heard about it before, but uh, that trip, we, again, he was... Not yet three years old. We went with another couple, a couple of friends that we really love to uh, go to Disney with and to have fun with. And towards the very end of the trip, he looked at me. We were in line for Toy Story Midway Mania, and he looked at me and just goes, "Can I go with Tim and Kara?" And we were like, "Are, are you sh- are you sure? Are you positive that this is like you're you're not going to be with us? This is you're going with other people." Now he's known them his whole life. Tim's his godparent, but. It's just like, you know, still that that moment of like dread. You're like, "Oh, is this going to go okay?" And he did. He went with them. He had an absolute blast, and so it, it just speaks to, and it gave me chills because it speaks to the amount of comfort that is developed at a place like Disney that you feel like you really are home and that it's okay. So I could probably do an entire ten top ten list of experiences I've had as a dad uh, at that park, but I decided just to kind of lump a couple of them here and share them as sort of one big group. But taking children to Disney is just something else. It's just incredible
0: get some disney parents together moms dads guardians aunts uncles grandparents uh, you know any anyone who, who acts in a sort of parental role going to going to disney uh in fact there are podcasters that dedicate all of their time to talking about that subject so you're right mm-hmm. that's that's uh that's it in a nutshell in just like two minutes <laughs> um, but your son has great taste living with the land is uh is a classic. So I,
2: I I definitely appreciate that one. It reinvigorated it in my mind. Not that, <laughs> it, not that it was the ride that I would kind of go on if it had a low weight after Soren, um, but now it's like, I have to do that. Uh, so I'm excited to take him back and see if it's the same kind of experience now that he's going to be a bit older. I'm sure once he hits his
0: teenage phase, he'll probably want to stop doing Living with the Land and start doing Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind because that'll be probably around still um, or any of the other thrill rides at the park or just leave Epcot and go to animal kingdom, Hollywood studios, whatever else is around then. Um, So that's a, that's a really good answer. Um, Vanessa, we'll go to you next. What do you have uh, as your third on your list?
1: All right. Well, I have a item that I don't think anyone else will have on their list. Okay. this This is one that's very personal to me. So let me just kind of preface this by saying, you know, you, fly in or you drive in and you got to get to your hotel and you get your luggage in okay now we got to get to the park so you got to get on a bus you go to the parks you get in a line you go through security you walk down main street you got to go get to your to the next ride that you want to do and my my first ride I usually go left so I go to Jungle Cruise first and I'm, I'm laughing I'm enjoying Jungle Cruise and then there's this one moment that is very peaceful and very quiet and serene and it's when you're in, on the jungle cruise ride and you're going into the temple and you start to hear these it's very dark all of a sudden you hear these chimes the your skipper has stopped talking my moment where I finally take a breath from all the rushing and I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe I'm here and I always make a point to think that every time I go into that temple and I see the tiger and it's just like a few seconds of just being really really grateful that I'm back here again I'm, I'm back in this temple again like look I you know, it's such a big deal to go to Disney. And, and when you leave, sometimes it's so heartbreaking because you don't know when the next time you're going to make it. But when I finally, after getting through all the lines, I'm in the temple, that's my moment that I, I really like get a little misty-eyed. It's like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm <Aww>. so happy. <laughs> so that's my moment. And I'm curious to see if any of your listeners have, have that kind of same feeling, whether it's there or any other serene or quiet moment in the park.
0: It's funny i typically go left too except the last few years i've gone right and i think that's partially because of the change in who i've gone with my family always went left we always went to pirates of the caribbean and the last few times with the friends we've gone with they always like to dart to space mountain first so we've kind of followed that course and gone there but i do love going left to adventureland um i typically skip over the jungle cruise in the beginning and go right to pirates of the caribbean because that's still probably my favorite attraction in the park, but my pro tip for those who have not been before or who have been before and who do the same thing, you go left or you go right is to actually go straight to fantasy land um, and do the attractions there because, you know, in the middle of the day and for the rest of the day, they're going to each have except for F- Vicky's fill her magic. Uh, Cause that's a large capacity. Each have 60 minutes, 90 minutes wait. Um, so you hit like, if you didn't get back in the fast pass days, if you didn't get a fast pass for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you do that right away. Then maybe dart to Peter Pan's Flight and then maybe it's a small world and you hit now three attractions that in the middle of the day would take you three to four hours to do um, without a fast pass. So that's always my, uh, my pro tip that I now have shared with all these listeners. So
1: <laughs> It's a very good tip. It's, it's a yeah. good tip, yeah. So
0: uh, my, my tip is always basically whatever the majority of people do, do the other thing, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Yes. Um, But I I do the same thing. Brett or Craig, do you typically go left or right first?
2: I actually go right right. up the middle. And, you know, um, it's because to kind of build off of your tip. And again, this was the before times. I don't know if this will be valid anymore, Mm -hmm. but we used to uh, get a breakfast reservation at Be Our Guest because you could get into the park uh, even earlier than anybody else. So if you get that, like, say the park is opening at nine, you get that 8 a.m. breakfast Be Our Guest reservation. And then what we would do is we would just buy... um, the croissants because they were the cheapest item and you could split them amongst like a, a couple and you weren't paying that much more money to do this. Then you would be done by about eight 30 or so. And you could start to walk around fantasy land. I had this beautiful shot of my wife and I, um, in the back of fantasy land, absolutely no one around us. You could see the castle in all its glory. Uh, and that was actually the trip right before we went on our cruise. And it was just such a wonderful time. Um, and then you get in line, you kind of like queue up for either Peter Pan's flight, or for uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, whatever one you want to do. And we are Peter Pan people. So we always want to do that ride over and over and over again. So it was great. It's a great way to avoid the crowds. And again, I don't know that that is valid right now. But maybe in the future, it will come back where the restaurants will open slightly earlier uh, than even the park uh, resort guests can get in. And then you could use this as a bit of a tip as well.
0: That's uh yeah, I, I love the, that exact same thing. I have done beer or guest restaurant for breakfast. I'll sometimes do it before the park opens. Um, other times I'll do it right at the park open because you can get still into the park early, mm-hmm. um, into the, into the fantasy land early, and then queue up again for seven dwarfs mind train for when it opens, ride it real quick and then go to breakfast. Um, so that's, that's typically, and also because. Uh for those who haven't listened to the Beyond the Mouse podcast, Vanessa and I share a common uh motion sickness issue. So yeah. for me, I do not want to ride breakfast, ride breakfast, eat breakfast and then ride seven dwarves mind train. I wanna ride seven doors, mind train and then eat breakfast.
3: That is um, so smart. You could
0: sort of be riding breakfast there if you don't watch out. So yeah. Exactly. I don't I don't want to be riding breakfast. I want to be uh eating and enjoying breakfast. Um, but that's uh yeah, so that's that's a great um a great sort of tangent to talking about tips for Magic Kingdom, but I will show some love to Disneyland and go back to something that also involves music. I've talked about Phantasmic, which you can experience at either in either coast, but there's another nighttime show that I love even more than Phantasmic that happens to be on the West Coast, and that is World of Color. It is my favorite nighttime show, um, and that's coming from someone who grew up going to Walt Disney World, having such nostalgia and so many memories watching Illuminations um, and Wishes, but uh, Illuminations always had my heart, it still does. But going to California and seeing World of Color for the first time, that became my new favorite. And for me, what really did it, I think, uh, it was one of those shows where I actually, most of the time now, I do watch videos before I experience something for the first time, especially attractions, but and especially rides, I should say. But uh, I did not see any videos of World of Color prior to going. And booked a dining plan, a uh, sorry, dining package, to see World of Color, which placed us right at the very front of the experience, right in the middle. And I will say, even watching the video, you do not get the scale of those fountains until you see it in person, right there. Um, residual chills. The way that that music crescendos from the original World of Color theme into that giant um, ma- you know wonderful world of color uh, modern version with the timing of the fountains and the way they just all lift and color at the same exact time and sort of say to you like here's what we can do the
3: world is a carousel of color wonderful oh. Oh.
0: so many chills and then i had those chills for the the next 20 minutes of the show um so for me that is like one of those parts and in the end it comes back to that world of color theme but the world of color theme in general gives me chills and then you put me in california adventure right at the front center with those beautiful fountains um boy there's until you see it in person i think it's hard to understand why it's such an amazing show um something about seeing it live is is incredible
3: Oh my gosh. Well see, oh, this is so good. See, even talking about Disney, you get your <laughs> yeah. you get your chills. I mean, I was just experiencing my, you know, any number of times I've seen World of Color. So that was just great. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, I'll have to have, I'll we have, have to. our own chill meter. I don't know. <laughs> it's great.
0: For those of you listening at home, please tweet in your chill meter rating for that last entry. <laughs>
3: uh,
4: <laughs>
0: But that's uh, yeah. That had to be that had to be on my list. Uh, I have some tributes to the West Coast in here too. Um, all right, who do I go to next? Let's uh, let's change your order again. Craig, I'm going to go back to you. What do you have next on your list?
2: I had something that was further down my list, but I want to bring it up now because again, talking about the idea, this kind of combines a lot of different topics I've already spoken about music and. Uh, taking-
0: And with that, we close out episode 108 of the Imagineer podcast. I know we left this conversation halfway through. As you can hear, it was a lengthy and emotional discussion about our favorite things at Disney that bring us chills. Or tears to our eyes and we have a lot more to cover you won't have to wait long because the next episode is going to be out in just a week rather than our normal two-week cadence and if you're listening back after this episode is published well you could just go straight into the next episode i of course want to thank the uh, hosts of beyond the mouse craig brett and vanessa for being my guests on this discussion i would encourage you to check them out on your favorite podcast app beyond the mouse podcast and I have links to their website and to their social media channels in the podcast description of this episode. Of course, I want to turn this conversation over to you and hear what your favorite Disney moments are on your Disney trips that bring tears to your eyes or send chills down your spines, those overly positive emotional moments. You can send me your answers and feedback in so many different ways, and you can reach out to me on social media, follow me on um, Instagram, uh, Facebook linkedin and TikTok at imagine your podcast or on twitter at Imagineer news you can also join the uh, our facebook group which is called the imagination also called the Imagineer podcast disney fan community to talk about this subject with not just me but with other members of our listener community you can also send me an email at matt at imagine your podcast If you don't already subscribe to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or any other podcast app, which will ensure that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. And if you happen to be an Apple Podcast, I would encourage you to leave us a rating and a review, which does a lot to help this podcast community out. We have over 500 five star reviews. Thanks to all of you listening. And I am so incredible. I'm incredibly grateful for those reviews. I know how much they mean, and it is a sign that I will continue to use, that I am, uh, I'm I'm going to continue to do whatever I can to make this show an even better place for you. And I do read each and every review that comes through Apple Podcasts. I'll sometimes share them out to my Instagram or Facebook stories, but in either case, I am so grateful to those of you who have left a rating in the past and encourage you to do so if you haven't had the chance as of yet. But uh, the best thing you can do for the show is very, very simple, and that's just to share it. Whether you share out this episode or any other episode of the show, share out the podcast as a whole, uh, share out your favorite social media post on our pages, or just talk about Imagineer Podcast with your family and friends who love all things Disney. It helps our community to grow, and I am so grateful to those of you who continue to share the show each and every week. And if you'd like to take your love of Imagineer Podcast to the next level, check out our Patreon group, which is over at patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon is a way that you can help to support the show financially, and in return, getting exclusive perks benefits and rewards things like early access to every podcast episode access to my podcast production notes you can get access to a closed Facebook group just for members. We also host weekly Disney Plus watch parties, which have been so much fun. You can also get access to my close friends list on Instagram where I'll post some bonus content there. Not to mention bonus podcast episodes just for Patreon members and so much more. These terms and conditions are subject to change depending on when you're listening to the show, uh, but you can always learn what the current perks are by heading to, again, patreon.com slash Podcast. I want to thank our most recent hero member, Caitlin F. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining at the hero level. It is our highest level of commitment, and I am really looking forward to getting to know you better in our Patreon community. And thanks, as always, to all of our Imagine Your podcast Patreon members. Also, be sure to check out our partners, you can first take a look at The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com and The Kingdom Insider on social all social media channels to get the latest news and updates about what's happening at the Disney parks and resorts. They will let you know what's happening now, what's happening in the future. I love the fact that they don't really report on rumors, they just report on facts. It's hard to find these days, but they really do a great job of sifting through the rumor mill and finding what is the most reliable and accurate news about what's happening at the Parks and at the resorts, and it can help to uh, show you how to bring the magic of Disney into your own home with updates from places like Shop Disney and and other places as well. Uh, you can learn more about them and follow them over again at thekingdominsider.com and the Kingdom Insider on your favorite social media channel. I have links to all those places in the show notes below. And the next time you're ready to book a trip to your favorite Disney destination or your next Disney destination, whether that's Walt Disney World or Disneyland or Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Alani, I'm so happy these places are pretty much open again and opening up again soon. Um, but you can get a free quote from them. They have been doing or uh, booking Disney vacations and vacations in general for over 25 years. They are a diamond earmarked industry agency. And I should say this is Academy Travel. You guys have heard this on the show before. I didn't mention their name. Vicky Travels by Academy Travel. uh, But they are diamond earmarked. That is the highest level of distinction that Disney bestows travel agencies. And that's because they provide such an exceptional level of service. And what I love the most is that they do this at no additional charge to you, which is such a great benefit. They can even help to save help you to save money on a future Disney vacation because they are aware of all the eligible discounts um, that might apply to your vacation, which is so incredibly useful. And again, they can alleviate all that stress and do all that that work and that heavy lifting for you when it comes to booking your next Disney vacation. You can get a free quote from them by clicking on the links in the show notes below or head to imagineyourpodcast.com. I've got links there as well under our travel dropdown, and that will take you to a free form or to a form to fill out to get a free quote and uh, they'll get back to you as soon as possible with a free quote for your next Disney vacation. Last but not least, I want to encourage you as always to go after your hopes, your dreams, your goals. It's uh, the middle of 2021 when this episode is out. Um, It's a great turning point to see what you've done so far in the last six months since 2021 began? And what do you want to accomplish by the end of the year? You still got six months to go, but make those decisions now, write them down, uh, tell them to friends or family to hold you accountable and take that first step to making your goals a reality and your dreams come true. And speaking of which, remember as always that inspiring quote from Horizons. If you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much for listening to the show and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer podcast.